Hello there, welcome to my podcast. This will not be going up on my channel. This will just be full unscripted recording for you guys. So, I feel like I'm going to have a lot of fun with this. I want more original content on my podcast that's separate from my channel because, you know, then more people will want to see this because it's not just like I'm making videos and then just having this podcast so I can put all the videos on there. I want, you know, different content on here. So uh, this one be different than most of my other episodes and it's going to be unscripted. So that's going to be fun. Um, in recent news, a very controversial figure, even amongst the left, center, and right, Nick Fuentes, is said to be on a no-fly list by the federal government. And this is very concerning. And I'm not trying to defend Nick Fuentes at all here. I think a lot of what I've heard him say, even though I haven't heard him say much, um, doesn't sound too good. Uh, it, it does not. He does not sound like a great person politically, but to be fair, I've not heard a ton from him, and I've heard a lot of these people call him a white nationalist, um, but I mean... Those are the same people who call people like Lauren Chen and Steven Crowder, Lauren Southern, etc. white nationalists. So I honestly don't care about who they call white nationalists, Nazis, etc. I more so care what I hear from the person themselves. So in this news, as I said, he has been put on a no-fly list, which is absolutely ridiculous. Even if you disagree with what he says, which I mean, from what I've heard, I think I do disagree with uh, certain things with him. Um, does that mean that the federal government should be just straight up banning him from flying on a plane? Remember, this is not United Airlines or a specific private company that, um, you know, has planes is doing, this is the federal government. This is big government. Um, and just in general, it does really show you how far we've gotten. There is a saying that if you put a frog in a thing of water and you slowly boil it, the frog will be boiled alive. And I think that saying really works in this case because it mostly just started off with online censorship of more, you know, controversial, provocateur type people like um, Milo Yiannopoulos and Alex Jones. And they said, yeah, no, we're not trying to censor, you know, just the normal right we're just trying to, you know, censor the fringe people while, you know, perfectly allowing people who actively and honestly identify as socialists and people who are radical on the left 
to talk. And now I'm not saying that they should be censored at all. I think it's ridiculous to say they shouldn't have freedom of speech, but I do think if you are going to enforce that, you should be doing it consistently. But they were still saying, we're not trying to censor just mainstream conservatives or people on the right. And then eventually we get to the beginning of 2021 and the sitting Republican president, Donald Trump, has been banned off of social media for telling his supporters to protest peacefully. And you have all heard that. And it's just so ridiculous how fast this has gotten. If Donald Trump, while he's in office, can be censored, why can't just normal commentators who are mainstream right be completely censored and banned? Seriously, why can't we? And with this case, with... Nick Fuentes, again, just, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I haven't heard anything completely factual about this, so I'd still take it with a grain of salt. But again, if it is true that he has been put on a no-fly list, and as he said, um, he's having a lot of trouble with just, you know, banking, things such as that, it, it really does show you now that they've gotten to the level of just straight up banning a sitting Republican president, now they're going to start moving on to, again, you know, like they started off in the beginning with radical figures, even trying to make the argument that the government should be preventing them from being able to fly on a plane, which is completely ridiculous. Um... And on that note, Lauren Chen, I mentioned her earlier. Um, She's a great political commentator. If you have not listened to her, I'd recommend her. She's definitely, I say, one of my top favorite. But specifically with her in this case, she was talking about this. And a lot of people are going after her saying, like, how can you defend this person? But she has said herself that based on what she's seen, she doesn't really support the things he said, but again, she hasn't heard much from him. She hasn't seen much of him. She So she just follows him on Twitter, and the whole point she's trying to make isn't, oh, I agree with this guy. He's a great guy. But we're talking about should he be allowed on airplanes. And I saw specifically people were sharing around different clips of him, I think some of them, like you could say, maybe they were like a little annoying, um, but like they they weren't that bad. Like one, he was joking. Um, he was kind of make a com- making a comparison between gay people and people who are very focused on wearing masks. But again, he even said like, I'm just kidding at the end. Um, and just saying, like, he got very angry after the censorship of Donald Trump on social media. And other things that weren't too bad, though, I do think there are two clips that, that were pretty bad. One where he was defending and saying, like, he loved seeing the attack on the Capitol, which 
again, I find ridiculous. And I think another one specifically sent to Lauren Chen about a clip of him talking about her and saying that, uh, oh, she is not important and that she's useless because he said um, there is um, porn and there is men who talk about politics. Uh, why do we need to combine them? Again, his words, not mine. Uh, and then, you know, I'd say what he said was pretty wrong and a little misogynistic. But she did, like, she made the point of saying, I'm not trying to say he's a great person. I'm saying that he shouldn't be banned from flying. And ultimately, I'd be very disappointed in Lauren if she was like, oh, no, he's insulted me. He should not be able to fly on airplanes. Like, what? D does this mean that we need to apply this to people who have called Lauren a Nazi and a fascist, like, like, Vosh, like, Hunter Avalon and other people? No. And in fact, I'd even prefer to be called and, and had the things that Nick Fuentes said about her said about me, because at least then people watching, they'd be thinking, oh yeah, this guy saying this about, you know, me, he obviously sounds like a complete terrible person, you know, like the normal average day person would hear that and think, wow, that was a terrible thing to say. But if someone called me like a Nazi or a fascist, many people listening would maybe even just think that, you know, uh, especially with like Google searches, when people search up someone's name, oftentimes they might find hit pieces about them things saying that they're this terrible person who is a white supremacist or white nationalist or other things like that. And oftentimes people will automatically believe that without even watching their videos, without actually knowing what they have to say. And that's why ultimately I'd much rather have somebody say similar things that were said about Lauren, you know, having somebody maybe throw um anti-white anti-male you know things such as that like homophobic type um insults at me rather than me being just straight up called a nazi because you can see these types of people um they actually can convince people that their opponents are these evil nazi fascists not even having to exactly point out to something they've said that makes them such and also, with this case, I think just the fact that I haven't really heard anything from Nick Fuentes, I even tried searching up his channel on YouTube to see if I could find out exactly why these people despise him so much, and like how he is such a terrible person. But again, I wasn't able to find it. I think it's quite clear that YouTube and other places have gone as far as just censoring and removing him. And the thing is, when you do that, people know that when you do something like that, when you try to censor someone so that 
other people can't hear them, people know that typically a lot of times when you're doing that, it's because you actually can't prove them wrong. And with him, I do think they, from what I've seen, he does seem like a bad person. But again, with these techniques, they'll try advocating somebody be censored. But then you can't really argue with what they say that person's opinions are because you don't really hear what that person's opinions were in the first place. There was a controversy about Lauren defending Nick Fuentes, I think in 2019, where she was talking about an MTV interview. And I think another controversy with Lauren was when she interviewed Richard Spencer, and people were saying that she was too sympathetic or soft on them. But I just think, in general, an interview shouldn't be a debate. Um, Not to say, like, you can't counter them, or you can't try applying any criticism to somebody in an interview, but I think ultimately an interview is different than a debate, and I think her debate with Richard Spencer was much better than the MTV interview of Nick Fuentes, which she was pointing out and condemning in the video that many people found controversy in, because specifically in that video, the guy talking to Nick Fuentes said that you know, you're a racist, you are a white nationalist, and accusing him of these things, and then he'd say, no, I'm not, and again, whether you're a supporter of him or not, or, you know, whether you think he is a white nationalist or not, what are you supposed to get out of that? (laughs) Like, seriously, that interview is useless. Essentially, that was what the entire interview of him was, and he was led on by MTV to think that they would actually give him more credit in in the interview that they gave him, but they didn't. And again, the whole entire thing was basically just, you are a racist, no I'm not, you are a white supremacist, no I'm not etc. Like, Lauren's interview with Richard Spencer was much better, because at least she allowed him to talk about his own opinions, even if you think she was way too soft on him, when (laughs) that is much of a better interview than just trying to prove and counter Nick Fuentes constantly and never giving him a chance to talk or say what he actually believes in because if you're not going to do that why have an interview with him in the first place basically um now (laughs) trying to bring the conversation back to the original topic ultimately i think the arguments defending the censorship and taking him off of planes practically and putting him on a no fly list 
are just so ridiculous and petty. They're basically being like, he said these bad things on the internet, therefore he should not be allowed to fly. What? Again, you'd never see this same logic applied to people who say very ridiculous, crazy, fringe things on the internet, let, you know, let alone someone who says, in fact, black nationalist or anti-white racist things like, you know, members of the black Hebrew Israelites or, you know, more radical figures out there. Um, Nick Cannon, who basically said that, you know, talked about this pseudoscience about how naturally white people are less compassionate and have less uh, soul, as he described, um, and said that they're naturally violent. Like, you never heard these types of people say that he should be just straight up banned off of planes. And I don't think that either. What he said was very racist and definitely needs to be called out more. But again, I'm not saying that he needs to be censored or that he needs to be put on a no-fly list. And ultimately, that is the difference between the left and the right. Or, I mean, there are obviously much more bigger differences. I think the three things that the left has changed on over the years is radicalization, uh, focus on identity politics, and just complete rejection of what the other side actually thinks and believes in, as you can see with like censorship, things like that. Um, ultimately, I think the third one is the worst, you know, because if someone is more radical on the left, maybe they support like socialism or things like that, if they still are respectful to me and my own opinions, I don't have a problem with them. You know, even if somebody does kind of promote identity politics, if they don't try disrespecting me or making me look like a racist for disagreeing with them, I don't have a problem with them. But I do have a problem with somebody saying that I am a fascist, I am a Nazi, or I am a white supremacist for believing in the things I believe in, which are obviously not those things. Um, and you, you really do see that the left has just become so much more of these radical type people who are ideologues and need to always turn the conversation in a way where the right and the people they disagree with have to be punished, censored, etc. for disagreeing with them. Um, I'm definitely not saying that's everybody on the left, but especially mainstream people. And I think just Hunter Avalon is a great example of this. Just specifically videos where he, you know, he goes from more right-leaning. To be honest, Hunter Avalon was not even that good of a commentator when he was on the right. I think just most people agree with that. Very unprincipled, kind of rehashing things. And then moved to the left quite recently in um or i think around a year ago almost a year ago or at least almost a year since i found out um and 
you can quite clearly see now that he is on the left, he is now playing the card of saying, oh yeah, you disagree with me, you're a fascist. You um, disagree with me, you are a Nazi, you are a racist, etc. And it's just incredibly annoying. Um, again, specifically, if we are bringing this conversation back to Lauren Chen, he has literally called her a fascist for saying that she is less libertarian. Like, if you have said that you've moved more to the left than you were before, just because you've moved a little bit to the left, does that mean that you are a communist now? I don't think so. So, concluding this, I just think that this is a very dangerous slippery slope. And I know that the whole reason why the slippery slope is a fallacy is because you definitely can stop along the way in a lot of cases, but I think with a lot of cases of slippery slopes, you can quite clearly see the people pushing it do not want to stop it. They want it to keep going. And as we see here, especially since the 2016 election, you know, around the time when like the right was completely owning the left in uh, political commentary and, you know, just being on the internet, especially since mainstream media outlets are mostly left-leaning, they were very focused on trying to double down on censorship of people on the right so that they wouldn't win another election. And what's even more concerning is that, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, these big tech companies, they're private businesses, they can do what they want. Um, I have a disagree disagreement with that. Um, with that specifically, I don't think that we should just be telling them that, oh yeah, you cannot censor at all. You have to follow this. But at the same time, I do think if they are going to curate content that they don't like and that they disagree with, they should be considered a publisher and not a free speech platform. But they are trying to pretend to still be free speech platforms so that they won't be held accountable for the content posted on their platforms which i think is just so ridiculous because they obviously are curating content and they're obviously are trying to censor right-leaning people and conservatives um but you know even if you were to say the government cannot regulate these big tech giants that have been lobbying money from the government for a long time and you know should face no regulation you know, especially the same people saying that are also saying that the government somehow should be able to shut down businesses because of a disease going around. But regardless, even if you believe that, we are now at a point where the government itself is discriminating against right-leaning people. Um, again, you know, take the story with a grain of salt because I have not seen direct evidence of him being put on a no-fly list, but if it is true, we are in a very dangerous situation. And I think we need to wake up and really hammer down 
on big tech censorship. And thankfully, Governor DeSantis, um, really like the guy, he is trying to pass legislation that would make the big tech companies liable if they do censor people who are running for positions in government or hold positions in government, you know, such as Donald Trump, um, especially like across states um, type, you know, person running for government, like across states such as, you know, the president that these tech giants can face up to $100,000 per day in fines. And ultimately, I think that's good. And I think that hopefully we as the right, and I don't even think people on the right, I think this should be agreed upon by most everyone, though I guess we don't live in reasonable times. The Overton window has really shifted, but at least hopefully a lot of people will see this problem and hopefully will try fighting against big tech censorship and hopefully we we can stop it soon before it gets even more out of hand than it is now and anyway what do you guys think blee anyway uh, what do you guys think do you think that we do need to be using legislation to regulate big tech companies censoring people uh, why or why not? Please make sure to watch and my videos on my YouTube channel, Freedom Analysis. And please make sure to listen to more new episodes on my podcast. And I will see you guys next time.